Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening! Morning, everyone. Please have your seats. I'm super honored to be here. Thank you, Pastor Sean and Pastor Sean. I'm so honored to meet you both in person. Thank you for the amazing work you do for the kingdom. I celebrate you. I honor you. And I truly love you. Please put your hands together for our pastors. I'm so honored to be here. And I've been given 30 minutes. You said my time is up. My time is not up. <laughs> I've been given 30 minutes to you know, speak to us. So I know Pastor Sheon said that she come and teach on how to start and grow a business, but we can all Google that, right? He's on Google. If you just Google, how do I start a business in Lagos, Nigeria? You will see all the answers. But you know, this morning, I'm going to take us through just a brief session on what it really means to be a believer in the marketplace, right? We are in a time where God is really raising an army. And we all know that there's a revival that is staring up. We're literally at the brink of the start of a revival. But what you must understand about this revival is that it's not like the revival of the past where, you know, it was just focused on the church, right? God is bringing this revival right into the market space and into all spheres of influence. Because guess what? There are so many people that God needs to reach who won't come to church, why won't they come to church? Some of them have been hurt. You know, some of them have church wounds. Some of them just don't want to do anything with church. But guess what? They'll meet with you in the marketplace. They'll come across your movies. They'll come across your business. They'll buy your products. They'll use your service. So how do you reach those souls for Christ? That's what God is doing in this season. So we are in a time where God is raising, you know, people, believers as kings and priests. You know, Revelation 1 verse 6 says we are, we've been God as Jesus has called us as kings and priests unto God, right? So it doesn't mean that some of us will be kings and some of us will be priests. No. What it means is that all of us will step into our position as both kings and priests. So whatever space you've been called to play, whatever sphere of influence you've been sent to, you're meant to be both a king and a priest. And we must understand, you know, when we come into the, this understanding, we, we, we become, you know, people who have been given the authority to, you know, take the dual role of understanding the intersection between industry and intercession. So we're not going to do business as usual anymore, right? With that era has shifted, right? Since 2020, how many of you believe that things have changed? So it's not more the same. The, you know, coronavirus, COVID brought literally a new era. And you know how scripture says in Isaiah 60 that darkness covers the earth and gross darkness to people. It says, but my light has come upon you. So we are in a season where God is bringing his light upon his people. And light, what does that light mean? What does that light mean? It means revelation. It means understanding. Because when you have understanding, you're able to operate as you were originally intended to operate. And what was that? Dominion. From Genesis 1, it says, have dominion. And if you do not receive light, if you do not have light, you cannot operate in that place of dominion. You cannot rise as both a king, 
Because dominion is about kingship. Kingship is about dominion, right? It's about ruling. It's about knowing where you stand. So wherever, wherever you've been called to, you know that you're the one sent to bring light into that space, right? And we're literally in a season of Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 and Micah chapter 4 verse 1. They both say the same thing. Um, can you please open Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2? Okay, yes, it says, Now we shall come to pass in the latter days, these are the latter days, right? That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Why, is all, why are all nations flowing to it? Let's read verse 3. Verse 3, please. It says, Many people shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. Why? He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. We are the ones that carry the answers that the world is looking for. So this is a time where we must rise up as kings and priests, because the world is in need of answers. And it's not answers that you can find on Google. It's not answers that AI can answer for you. It's not answer that you need emotional intelligence to answer. But now more than ever before, people are looking for deep answers. So for instance, that people would watch your movies, for instance, and they receive instruction. That has literally happened to me before. I was going through a particular situation, I think when I was in, when, when I just finished school. And I was going through a particular situation, and I was just praying to God about, you know, to give me wisdom. And... Along the, along the line, I went to a friend's house and we were watching a movie and there was a particular scene in that movie that spoke to my exact situation. And I received wisdom, right? Or that you run a fashion, fashion design company, for instance, and people wear your clothes. And as they wear your clothes, they receive healing in their body. Or as they wear your clothes to an interview or to a meeting, they receive wisdom on what to say. Or as you run a, a hairdressing salon and as your hand gets on people's head, Depression leaves. Tumor is dissolved. Those are the answers we are looking for. And I've seen these answers in my own life. So this is not something that I'm just sharing, you know, theory. You know, we've designed spaces for people who were looking for children for years. And as soon as we designed their space, remember a couple, they were waiting for eight years. And that year we designed, they got a new place, they um, bought a new property. And I just said, I just mentioned in person, ah, let's just design a nursery for you know, your baby. I did, and at that time, I didn't even know that they were expecting. You know, I just said it randomly. And the husband, I mean, when, when I said it, the wife, you know, she reacted in a way, but I didn't know it was a sensitive to topic, right? But later on, the husband said, we should go ahead and design it. And we designed the nursery. And that year, the wife took him. We've designed spaces for couples who have had issues in their marriage. And... I, you know, after we designed it, the wife literally sent me a message and said, in the seven years they've been married, she and her husband had not sat together to be having a conversation and enjoying themselves like this in their house before. But after we did their home, they could do that. I can go on and share testimonies upon testimonies. So what I'm trying to say, there are answers that people are looking for. Where do you, how does AI want to give these solutions? Which Google do you want to find these answers? So now more than ever before, why do you think there's such a, there's such a, I don't want to say noise, but now every, every little thing is mental health, is mental health, people are depressed. Yes, it's true. People are depressed because they are looking for answers. And we are the ones who are carrying the lights. So how is your business bringing light to people in the dark places? 
right? How is your business bringing light? So really, there's a new order of entrepreneurs rising who understand industry and intercession, who understand how to stay in the upper room so that they can make policies in the boardroom, who understand how to cover in the secret place so that they receive strategies for the marketplace, who understand how to take on their role truly as kings and priests. This is not the time to play. This is the time to, you know, have the posture of heart as someone who has been sent. So wherever you find yourself, whatever job you're doing, you need to understand that you were sent on assignment to that place. You were sent on assignment, not just, you know, so this is not the time where we, you know, excuse me, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. But this is not the time where we come and give testimonies about how you just got a job and they're paying you 150,000 euros. No, we've moved beyond that. We've moved beyond that. This is not the time where we pray, you know, and say, God, give me breakthrough, bless my business. As long as your business is aligned to God's will, God will bless it. As long as your business is aligned, you will make profits. As long as you steward it well. So this is not the time to be praying about God, give me breakthrough, God, give me, give me blessing, bless my business. No, it's Father, what are you doing now? And how does my business align? How does my business align to what you are doing now? Open my eyes to see. Because now more than ever before, as Pastor Sheung said earlier, we are in perilous times, in case you are not aware. We are in very perilous times. But that's not to scare us because we are the carriers of light. And scripture says in Romans that the earnest expectations are waiting, the manifestations of the sons. Who are the sons in the house this morning? God is calling us. It can't be business as usual. We've copied the world so much. We've copied the world. We've been doing business the same way the world is doing business. So how do we stand out as light? The world says, oh, the purpose of your business is to make profits. No. God is saying to us, the purpose of your business is not to make profits, it's to make souls. It's to make men. Because the agenda is the agenda. The agenda is the Great Commission. And the Great Commission is to disciple souls. You know, I was in a conversation with some people yesterday evening and we're talking, you know, different people, pastors, you know, ministers, and they were conversing and saying, you know, someone, someone particularly said, oh, that he was in a meeting recently and, you know, they were talking and the, the Muslim there, one of the people there was a Muslim and he came out and said, you know, as a Muslim, we are not, we know our agenda and we are not hiding our agenda. But you Christians, what is your own agenda? And the Christians there could not answer. But I thought in my heart, like, it's not that we are trying to form an agenda for ourselves. We know what the agenda is. The agenda is going to the ends of the earth and make disciples of all nations. That's the agenda. So wherever you find yourself, you're to make disciples. Wherever you find yourself, you're to draw souls into the kingdom. Wherever you find yourself, you're to pull people out of darkness into light. So we're now in a season where as a minister of God, you cannot say only Pastor Sean and Pastor Sean are pastors and ministers. We are all ministers. And your pulpit is anywhere you pull people out of pits. That's what God has called us to do. That's the assignment that God has given us. So we are not ignorant of what our agenda is. Our agenda is what God sent us to do. 
is to draw souls. So your business is, yes, you will make money, but you would make men. So I'm going to quickly read from, we all know the story. Look, Luke chapter 5 from verse 1. Luke chapter 5 from verse 1 to 11. We all know the story. And I just want to draw out, you know, lessons that God is highlighting to us in this season. Luke chapter 5. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. Next verse, please. And saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from there and they were fishing their net. They were washing their nets. Verse 3. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little, put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boats. Verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Verse 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. Verse 7. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Verse 8. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Verse 9. And he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Verse 10. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So I'm going to, I want us to, we all know the story, right? We've read it countless times, right? So what exactly is your boat in this situation? Your boat is your business. Jesus needs your business to reach the multitudes. If you read verse 2, he says he was preaching and people were pressing, you know, people were, yeah, verse 3, rather. He says he got out, of, out into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put a little further, and he sat down and taught the multitude. God needs to reach the multitude through your business. There are so many people in pits. There are so many people in need of light. There are multitudes who need this answer called Christ. And God needs to reach them through your business. So number one question is, would you surrender your boats? You know, Jesus asked Peter, give me your boat. That's the same way Jesus is asking you. That's the same way Jesus is asking you. Yewande, Tunde, Funto, give me your boat. Give me your boat. Your boat is what Christ needs to harvest the multitude of souls. Scripture says that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. God is recruiting laborers. So would you surrender your boat to him? And what does it mean to surrender your boat to him? It's to get to that place where Jesus is truly the Lord of your business. Where Jesus is truly the CEO of your business. And what that means is, it's not just something that you post in your Instagram bio, uh, put your business name and say, Jesus is the CEO of this business, because now it's a trend. But that in every decision you take, Jesus calls the shots. And when that, and you know, now scripture says in, um, in, at the wedding in Cana where uh, Mary told the servant, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Sometimes it will not make sense. Sometimes it will make 
absolutely no business or financial sense. But the question is, would you obey? Would you do it? Let me give an example. There was a time right in COVID, right? Um, you know, of course, you know how COVID was. Everybody was at home most of the time. But thankfully, we were working because everybody was at home. They were now finding out that, oh, my house is not fine. We need to design it. Everybody now needed home office. So we're doing home offices. We're renovating homes. So we, we're working. And then we had some money saved that we're going to use to pay our rent towards the end of the year, right? And then sometime in August, you know, about this time, someone now sends me an email that, you know, she, a very long email about how, you know, she's going through a very tough situation. She and her husband have been scotting with a friend of theirs, but the friend has given them a week notice to move. She was pregnant with their second child. Her husband's business was, I mean, nothing was coming. She used to teach. So, I mean, it was COVID, no money, no school was open and all of that. So they were in a very dark. And to be honest, when I read that email, in my mind, I just said, well, Jesus, we sought all of us. I did not respond to the email. I closed the email. I went about my day. But the very next morning as I was praying, before I even started to pray, the Holy Spirit just said, Auntie, go back to that email and sort it out. But you, you, you know, when the Holy Spirit wants you, you will just have unrest. But I still wasn't stronger than still trying to pray and speak in tongues. But you know, you can tell when, you're, when your tongues are just bouncing on the ceiling. So I went back into the email and I read it. I'm like, okay, sort it out. So I called the person, you know, she had put her phone number in the email. I called her and she, you know, she narrated the whole story, blah, blah, blah. Sorting it would mean that we had to use the money that we had saved, right? We needed to pay our own rent. But the Holy Spirit said we should use that money that we have saved to sort. So what sorting it meant, we had to rent a place for them, furnish the place, give them money to, you know, get some food and all of that, you know. So we did all of that. And at the end of the day, we spent, in fact, we spent more than the money. I had to ask some of my friends to also donate, right? That went, you know, it would have been sweet if I tell you that, ah, you know, maybe the next week we had one project that brought in more money. Nothing like that happened. Nothing like that happened. I had to literally go and beg our landlady to please give us time to pay our rent. And we're paying it in installments, right? If he gives you that kind of instruction, does it even make sense? Does it even make any business sense at all? But if, would you obey? It says, whatever he tells you to do, do. That's what it means to surrender your boats. And you must know, number two, that as a business owner, you're a minister. We are all ministers that have said this earlier, right? We've all been called into the ministry of reconciliation. God wants to reach this multitude who are in need of him. And the truth is, most of this multitude, they don't know that what they need is Jesus. But they will come in contact with your business, they will use your products, and, you know, we'll do so good products, or we'll offer excellent service, and they'll be like, there's something different about your business. What is it? What is it? And you'll tell them Jesus. And you give them Jesus. So we are all ministers. Don't think that it's only pastors and apostles and evangelists that are ministers. We are all ministers. You know, Ephesians 4, Ephesians 4 verse 11. It says, you know, the work of all those fivefold is for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry. So we've all been handed the work of the ministry. Right? Another point I want us to note from, you know, Luke chapter 5 is success in business is not in toiling all night. You know, there's one word that everybody has been saying recently that I hate so much, hustle. 
What are you hustling for? Another word for hustling is really toiling. But scripture says that Christ came to redeem us from the curse. And that curse was toiling. You know when Adam and Eve fell, God cursed Adam and said, you will toil, you will steal the ground, you will toil. But Christ came to redeem us from that toiling. And then we are now using the same word that Christ is going about my hustle. I don't have any hustle. We just sang that song. I enter into a lifetime of what is. We are not here to also. See, Peter toiled all night. He hustled and also. Some of you, you've been hustling and hustling all year. You've caught nothing. But one instruction from Jesus. Just one instruction. Put your nets to the other side. Spread your nets into the deep. Just one instruction. He says the fish they caught, they couldn't, their boats could not handle it. They had to call partners. But if you are trying to also, trying to toy, you will not even have the mind space to calm down and listen to his instructions. Because you'll be trying to, ah, you know, what post should I post on Instagram? Which post should I promote? Who should I meet? Who should I call? What should I do? Which line? Kirikata, kirikata. But it says, in quietness and peace shall be your strength. One instruction, Jesus told Peter, launch out into the deep. Launch out into the deep. And how do we receive instructions from Jesus? Through intimacy. Because how do you even talk to someone you are not intimate with? So it takes building a relationship with Christ. You know, when Jesus told Peter to do that and they caught all that fish, what did Peter? Peter said, depart from me. I'm a sinful man. You know, but God has come to redeem us to himself. So we have that access to him. But if we keep trying to do everything by ourselves, we won't hear him. We won't receive his, we won't receive his instructions. Because really and truly, there are secrets and really and truly, the secrets are only revealed to those who dwell in the secret place. So would you stay there with him? So now more than ever before, we must be people who truly have a relationship with God. Who you, you truly, you know he's, he says, my sheep know my voice. Now more than ever before, you cannot just live on, you know, quotable quotes on Instagram. You cannot just live on the things that your favorite pastors are posting on Instagram. You must have a real relationship with him. Right? And finally, you know, your, the purpose of your business, not finally, before finally, the purpose of your business is not to make money. I said that earlier. We are not in business to make money. We are in business to make men. God needs to reach people. So whatever you're doing, how does this translate to bringing in men? You must begin to ask God. How does, through this thing you've given me, through this job, through this business, through this career, how am I supposed to reach souls? You know, I read the testimony of someone, you know, recently. I think it was in a book. I can't remember. An article I read. And it says that this guy, you know, was a born again, got this job right, a very big job in a multinational company. But of course, the owner of the business was not born again, it was just, you know, regular person, right? And so they were going to do a deal. 
they were going to deal with deal and as, as they were about to, you know, sign or some different things went bad and the, the owner of the business was really scared, he was going to be jailed, you know, all of that. But this um, Christian who is in this business, uh, who is in this, on this job, you know, went to meet the CEO and told, gave him some, you know, some strategies. And so the CEO, this owner of the business, uh, that he has never heard that kind of thing before, that where did he get it from? He just said, no, that he shouldn't worry, that he should just go and do this, do this, do this. And the guy went to do that, do that, do that. And he was saved, right? That's the owner of the business. It was like, wow, where did you hear this from? And all of that. And the guy told him, you know, I, I was just praying about what we are going through. And, the, and God told me this and this to tell you to do, right? And then I asked, so I need to know who this your God is. That's how we reach souls. That the secrets you receive in the secret place can translate to strategies in the marketplace. So you are not just in that business to make money. They're not just in that business because you want to collect salary at the end of the month. What is your assignment there? There are souls there you need to reach. Even if it's not the CEO, it can be the butler, it can be the cleaner, it can be your colleague, or it can be your upline. It's about men. The agenda really, at the core of everything God does, is men. He says, for God so loved the world that he sent his son so we must, if we say that we are lovers of God and we are followers of Him, then we must love what He loves the most. You must be burdened for the things that burden His heart the most. That's men. So we've moved from just trying to make ends meet. Which end are you meeting? You're not here to make ends meet. We must move past that. There's an assignment bigger than that. You're not here to, you know, just make money enough for you and your cute family to, you know, maybe go on two vacations annually and post on Instagram to pepper all of us. All that is fine. We will do that. But beyond that, it's not just about you and your family. There are multitudes. So we must begin, you know, one of the prayers that I pray so often is, God, open my eyes to see me the way you see me. Because you can be here thinking about, oh, maybe it's about me, and you know, let me just get a job, let me just do this business, let me just have this money, let me just have savings and investments. But God is thinking, he says, the thoughts of the Lord are higher than our thoughts, just as the heavens are above the earth. So God is thinking on this level, but we are thinking here. And if we think here, we'll remain here until we think on God's level. So we must pray, God, elevate my thinking to your level. Enough of playing small. Which brings me to the final point. You need to step out of the boat into the ocean. Jesus told Peter, he says, launch into the deep. The deep is not the shore. The deep is where sharks are. And he says, I have sent you a ship amongst wolves. So enough of trying to just be comfortable doing small things. You know, let me just, you know, let me not shout at, let me just do this. You will not reach the multitudes like that. So God is saying to us, enough of thinking small. Enough of playing small. Your playing small is doing a disservice to God. Your playing small is not bringing him any glory. But Jesus must get the full returns of all his investments in your life. So God is saying, launch into the deep. I don't know what that deep is to you, but you know. Now is the time to launch into that dip, to take that step, to start that business. 
whatever it is he has put in your heart to do. There's no more time to waste. Do you know that the enemy knows that his time is running up? Is we believers that we still think that there's still time we are playing? There's such an urgency in the spirit. And we cannot afford to be playing. So that's why you, think, you see that the devil is doing everything he can to gather his own souls. He's doing everything for whether from abortion, LGBTQ, alcoholism, everything. He's doing everything. Agendas upon agendas. His agendas are agenda. But we Christians, we are playing. We cannot play anymore. We cannot. We can't. So my brothers and sisters, you know, I just want to end with this thought. God has really called us to do big things, but not just to do big things so that we can be on Forbes list. It's not that. It's because there's so many people that he needs to reach. And you know, there's something, um, there's something, um, AJS says, he says that the name of Jesus is heavy and it takes wealth to lift it. The multitude we need to reach is going to take a lot of money. God needs your business to align to what he's doing so that through your business he can channel the wealth. He can channel the resources. We are literally in a time of massive wealth transfer. We are literally in that time where God is looking for vessels that he will transfer wealth through for the agenda. Because think about it. Let's take abortion for instance. Do you know how much billion of dollars they've invested into that abortion agenda? So if we're going to push the agenda of Christ, we need wealth. So now more than ever, we must align. We must align. And I just want you to pray in the spirit. Father, I align myself. I align my business to what you're doing now. Open my eyes to see. Help me to know what you're doing. And help me to align. I align myself. I align my business in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshimesa podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshimesa or at Gracemade NG.